It's a Dapper Devil production, see? I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week, the show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So please, keep your hands inside the podcast at all times. <laughs> uh, out the gate swinging. <coughs> oh my god. This cough will never go away, Ian. Never. Yeah. That's what um, it always feels like. Always. I mean, I just feel like I've been walking around like I sound like a frog or something. Yeah. I Every time I get one of these, I'm like, cool, I'm just never going to not cough again. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of money I have spent on hauls and um, regola. Mm-hmm. Regola. My God, that's one of my favorite um, Michael Scott greetings for Pam. Pamola. Yeah. <laughs> that one's so funny. I was thinking today how like the power of advertisement is really strong. Like I walked past a Kia Soul and all I could think of was the hamsters yeah. driving the car. Yeah. Yeah, that was iconic. I mean, you just, you remember certain things, you know? Oh, yeah. It's funny. Do you have like a favorite commercial? Um, I'm like... This might sound weird, but I really do love those progressive commercials. With Flo? Yeah. I what, mean... What do you think of her new sidekick? The last couple of years, Jamie? she's had a new guy. Yeah, Jamie. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan. You like um, Jamie? I like Jamie. I like the whole, like, cast of characters that they have. Um, but Flo is um, actually from uh, my, my hometown. She's oh. a Rockland girl. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So, like, big pride in that. Um, but, like, especially at the beginning, those... I always thought those commercials were so clever and funny. There was one where... Um, she was like, it's like you can read my mind. What am I thinking now? Tacos? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, that's when I was like, this is so good. I remember when Flow from Progressive was a new thing and people were very um, polarized about her. Some people found yeah. her very annoying. I remember not being bothered by her that much. But I remember that there were a lot of commercials. Like a yeah. lot of commercials with her. And then... um. A, a success story from a commercial is um, Milana Vintrube used to be the AT&T girl. She was Lily the AT&T girl. Yes, I remember her. And now she's like like a full-fledged comedian, actress, like with all this stuff going on. She was like crushing it when At Midnight was on the air. And mm. um, yeah, she like, so that's like a TV or a, a commercial personality that I'm really happy to follow. Amazing. Yeah, one of my favorites... Um, in Homecoming King, Hassan Minhaj talks about uh, how he used to do commercials for Pizza Hut, I think it was. Oh, yeah. And his friends would be like, hey, hey, Hassan, how many how many um, pizza bites can I get if I order by 7 p.m.? Like, they'd like be... Wow, when was that? I guess that would have to be... He's only a few years older than us. I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. Sure. I worked with a dude who... um has since like booked all of these commercials and so now like i'll just be chilling out and i'll be like jude's on a general auto like auto insurance commercial that's wild yeah yeah there was a guy michael who played my father on it should have been you who's the face of i think it's cialis or something and they like flew him to italy to like do a commercial about a family vacation i've been in so many commercial auditions where it's like this will be shooting in mexico this will be shooting in bermuda and because what happens? It's always it's always they they always do the commercials where where someone's on vacation, right? And like they time it out so that it's like 
they can have like a working holiday vacation. Uh huh. So like they can go to Ecuador for two weeks, hang out. Sorry, the, Ian, it's Ecuador. Ecuador. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they go to the equator for two weeks. Um, <laughs> they go to Ecuador for two weeks, and it's so hot. And it's so hot. Um, but they get like a working vacation out of it, <laughs> and they like film a commercial, and yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, we're not on vacation. We're we not gotta, on vacation. We got to get to work. We got to get to work. Um, so I'm actually going to run to the bathroom really quick. Sure. But then when we get back after the music, you will be hearing the thing that happened this week, listeners. Yes. So cue the music, and I will go pee. first or should I go first uh up to you <laughs> I don't that was not an answer I'll go first I'll go first <laughs> okay go well first. fine then Ian I know that's... what happened to you this week oh uh, well so um <laughs> so this week I was riding the subway as one does in New York City mm. and I am with um Paul Regano friend of the show and Renee Levine friend of the show um two of my best friends from college whom I love dearly and we're on the train. We're going to Brooklyn to friend of the show, Lauren Kennedy's place. And we're on, like, we're just talking. We're on the train. And at 34th Street on this A train, through the speakers, we hear what sounds kind of like a blood-curdling scream. Oh, my God. And everyone on the train, and, like, even, I could see even in the next car, everyone's kind of looking around like, did we just, everyone, everyone heard that, right? And so we get to the next stop. And it comes back again, but this time it's, like, going. It's, like, this, like, scream that is, like, just kind of continuing on. Um, So then we're going between 34th Street and 14th Street, and that scream is still happening. It's going on. It's just this woman screaming. And then I look over at Paul, and he goes, oh, yeah, it's porn. So what the sound of porn was streaming through the entire A-Train. What? For three stops. Oh, my God. And everyone is looking. That's, like, seven minutes. Yeah. And, like, this was, like, playing through the conductors being, like, 34th Street Penn Station, transfer to, uh, like, New Jersey Transit, uh, West 14th Street, transfer to the L-Train. And it finally stopped around, like, West 4th Street. But... The entire train stopped and kind of did that thing where we're like, I'm not the only one hearing this, right? And at one point, Paul goes, I think she's faking it. Oh. Yeah. And so, like, we all just, like, that was but one no of those. But no one, like, complained? Like, no, no one... I mean, because it was one of those true, like, New York deals where everyone was just kind of like, yeah, I guess we're, like, just listening to porn on the train But now. that means that the conductor, while conducting well, the train, is jacking off. Exactly. The, like, so, someone driving the train had porn on while operating the train. Oh my God. I and feel like, like it, someone needs to tell the MTA. And, like, the busiest part of all five boroughs. Like, between Times Square and West 4th, like, that's a lot of people listening to your porn. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, why did you tell the MTA? I, I think we all just kind of, not that we forgot about it, but then we get to Lauren's, we're all hanging out, and then, like, maybe two hours into it, then Renee was like, oh, wait, you guys have to hear the story. I don't even think we thought that, like, we, I don't think anyone thought to tell the MTA. I mean, would they even give a fuck? That's, I mean, that too. Like, 
if we were to, then, like, what could we do about it? Because I feel like if we were to, after the fact, tell the MTA, and I've been through this with cabs before, where it's like, I've tried to report a cab driver yeah. or something, but it's like, I never got, like, the license, the medallion, the name, like, any of that. So it's just kind of like I'm sitting there like, well, my cab driver kind of sucked. Yeah, he scared me. He was bad. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, like, we would have need to, needed to know, like, the A-Train at the time. and um, The A-Train at the time and, like, the car that we were in all that stuff. And Yeah, so um, New York, New York. Hell of a town. Yeah. Porn on the trains. It's going down. <laughs> it's going down. I'm, I'm yelling timber. timber. Ooh. Um, well, that was a very good story, Ian. Thank you. And I guess that uh, was a very good train ride for somebody. I guess so. And like, yeah. You know there's one fucking guy on the train that's like, yeah, yeah, keep playing Of it. course. Like, of course there is. Some fucking creepy guy. Fucking creepy guy. It's and always like, going to be a guy. But it was like, it was... Like, one of those moments where we as New Yorkers all came together and were like, this is... Not okay. This is not... This is not normal. Yeah. But yeah. Good story, Ian. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and shout out to uh, the MTA, because I think this is a second week in the row where the MTA has done some weird old stuff that has yeah. directly impacted the show. The MTA is fucking weird. I'm sorry. I'm yawning. Claire <laughs> has had um, a... a week you can hear about her sick day yes in our previous in our episode. previous episode yeah i mean our listeners know now that we record multiple episodes on the same day yeah so, spoiler alert i'm still not feeling well um but anyway it's my time for the thing that happened this week yes it is so gentlemen please cue the music and that was lovely gentlemen you are very talented Aha. 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 Means well. Yes. Well, so I guess when they played that song, they were the gents. Right. And they were means well, and now they are no more. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, I I hadn't really told everyone on the show, but means well is no longer together, unfortunately. But that is okay, because some of their founding members, my brother and Maddie B, are now making music together on their own. That's... yeah. I That's think, great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And they're playing some gigs. Sweet. In Austin, in, Texas. In Austin. In Austin. In Austin. Um, okay. Well, so for my thing that happened this week, um, I got spiritual revenge on somebody. Tell me everything. Okay. So a few years ago, on the way to an audition for Harry Potter, for Harry Potter on Broadway... I got on the train and I saw that there was an, it was pretty crowded, but I saw that there was one seat in the corner that was open. Mm -hmm. So I went to sit in that seat and there was a guy in the other seat, the two seats were connected, in the other seat in this little corner that is also an actor and I've seen him around at auditions. And I went to sit next to him. He said nothing, watched me sit down into a giant puddle of water. And you have told this story... Yes. On the show. Yeah, so I told this story wow. early, early on in the show. And guys, it is about to come full fucking oh, circle for man. this guy. That's what you call a callback. Yes. So three years later. Yeah. So yesterday, I was at the cafe at the Equity Building. So Actors Equity has a little lounge cafe area below the offices. Where they serve, you know, some Starbucks coffee and they got canned drinks and pre-made sandwiches. You know, it's, it's a small place. 
And I'm sitting there. I look up and sitting across from me at a table kind of, you know, like maybe 10 feet away is the guy who let me sit in the giant puddle of water on Harry Potter Day. Harry Potter Day. Harry Potter Day, the day that will live in infamy. So Forever. <laughs> forever. So, <coughs> excuse me, listeners, I'm so sorry. So, I look over at him and I'm like, there's the fucking guy. So I go straight to Twitter and I'm like, I'm sitting across from a guy who let me sit in a giant puddle of water on the train three years ago. Then suddenly I hear the sound, the sound that every New Yorker hates to hear. It's the clicking of nail clippers. And this fucking guy is clipping his nails in the coffee shop and putting his nails on the table. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. So then no. I'm looking at him in full disgust and I'm thinking, oh, I wish something horrible had happened to this guy. And then a miracle occurred. The guy, the barista at the coffee shop, came around the corner to set something on the thermostat. And the thermostat was above water puddle guy's head. Uh-huh. So he goes, and on the way over, I eat there almost every day. And so I know this barista pretty well. And he sees that I'm looking at him with a weird, looking at water puddle guy with a weird look. He's now a nail clipper guy. I'm looking at nail clipper guy with a weird look. So barista sets the thermostat, then looks down at what nail clipper guy's doing. And he goes, yeah, you can't do that here. You need to get your nails up off the table and stop what you're doing right now now fuck yeah baristo fuck yeah baristo so i willed the universe to punish this guy for what he did to me three years ago oh man that is the best kind of karma poetic justice oh, that amazing. one could ask for and on top of everything, he was exactly the kind of person I thought he was. Because not only does he not warn people about puddles on the subway, but he also clips his nails in public, in like, public. A like a psycho. Like a psycho. Oh, God, no. That guy You should just start playing hip to be square and let him ax somebody in the head. Because I swear to God, that guy is a psycho. Yikes on bikes. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm very happy for you, but very scared about this guy. Because he might actually be... A psycho. Oh, he's the fucking worst. And I've heard stories about him bragging about his work and stuff in elevators, and I'm like, you're not even, like... Without, like... And maybe you... And I don't know if you'll cut this, end up cutting this stuff, but, like, it, can you describe this dude to me? Because I'm like, I'm sure I've seen him as well. Like, I'm wondering who this dude is. 100% you have. I will happily describe him. He's about 5'10", 5'11". He has kind of, like, poofy brown-black hair, and he has crazy eyes. You know that part in Who Framed Roger Rabbit... When the guy who's, like, running the whole scheme gets run over as a cartoon and then he pops Mm -hmm. up and his eyes become knives. Every time I see this guy, he has pop-out eyes like the Who Framed Roger Rabbit villain. Yikes. Yeah. Oh, he's the fucking worst. Oh, man. And you know what? He clips his nails in public. He clips his nails in public like a sociopath. Like a, yeah, it's a nightmare. Oh, God. So anyway, all of that is to say that the universe smiled on me today and punished a bad, bad man. Yes. Yes. So let this be a lesson to everyone. Because nothing is more embarrassing 
than when the person running a coffee shop tells you that you can't do what you're doing in the coffee shop. Yeah. Coffee shops are like no man's land. You could do anything you want there. People sit there all day on their computers and buy nothing. Oh, big facts. But you know what you can't do? Clip your nails. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, yeah. nail clipper. Yeah. And you know what? After that happened, the guy looked over his shoulder because he was embarrassed, and guess who he saw? Water puddle girl <laughs> sitting right behind him, looking right at him. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, I got you. And this time, water puddle girl has a cape, and she's a superhero. Yeah, this time, water puddle girl doesn't have a wet ass. She has a smart brain. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the weirdest kind of children's book that you could ever imagine, and I'm here for it. Yeah, well, it was amazing. And you know what? Let this be a lesson to little girls everywhere. You can one day evoke retribution onto a man who wronged you, you too, by just thinking it. You too one day can sit in a puddle of water and three years later get your due. <laughs> because the universe works. <coughs> Doesn't it, though? It really does. Um, okay, so that was my thing that happened this week. Awesome. Go fuck yourself nail clipper guy yeah water puddle girl strikes again pew 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 more like splash splash am i right (laughs) i'm trying to think of like 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 a spray bottle like when you're trying what is it yeah no no that's like a kiss hold on that sounds a little like inward though okay yeah 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 Yeah. i feel like a greek mother like spitting on someone Mm. yes yes um, okay, well, it sounds like it is time for the quiz. Quiz Brodsky. time. Quiz time. All Here right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Quiz Here we time. Go. Quiz time. Ian Brodsky, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay, I am obsessed with these videos from the Food Network YouTube by the Pioneer Woman. Oh. Yes. Um, have you watched these videos, Claire? I have not. Uh, that kind of surprises kinda, me. It sounds like it's right up my alley. Food Network so and here's someone who names herself after like a, <laughs> an old-timey something. I guess she's like very Southern because she puts together these recipes that are made from the weirdest concoction of ingredients. Like what? Like there is a spaghetti chick, like a chicken spaghetti cheddar cheese casserole. Mm. There is a leftover turkey tetrazzini where one of the key ingredients is cream cheese. Well, that makes sense to me. Does it? Because I've, I've like asked several people, and no one has told me. Like everyone has been like, "No, you don't put a tetrazzini. You don't put cream cheese in a tetrazzini." I mean, it doesn't make sense that it's a tetrazzini, but I'm saying that cream cheese as the base of like any recipe is very southern. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And like I was showing Morgan. Uh, my roommate, these videos, and she's like, it's so Southern, it hurts. Yeah. Like, it is apparently, like, and, like, there's a whole thing of, like, she's like, I'm going to put this in uh, Edame's dish, and then I'm going to re- uh, return this dish to her, because she had gifted it to me. <laughs> and, like, and I, and, like, my, like, New Yorker ass was like, what the fuck is going on? She, she is had packing up. it to me. She is packing up the pickup truck with her whole family, driving through, I guess, the plains to Etta May's house and well, returning the She is the, the pioneer dish. woman. She She's is pioneering the over to Etta May's house. And so my friend Jen and I are texting back and forth this whole week about these videos. Like, <laughs> what is she doing? Like, can you send me one? It sounds amazing. It's, yeah. Like, what is she doing? Oh, like, like, I'll pull up the conversation 
this this could have been my thing that happened this week, honestly. Like um, watching Pioneer Woman videos. Um, so she made um, a Mexican macaroni salad, and um, it's sour cream salsa and for a little extra flavor, mayo, and also a pinch of cumin. So oh okay well mayo is also very very but everybody in the south says that it has to be Duke's mayonnaise it can't be it can't be Miracle Whip or anything it's got to be Duke's yeah mayonnaise mayonnaise cream cheese and ricotta ricotta is ricotta big so in the south it's not big in the south obviously because it's you know an an Italian based cheese but ricotta will hold together just about anything I mean you just got to get these gluey things right like ricotta is big up here like cream cheese. Not in, like, the same way, but, like, cream cheese and ricotta are, are pretty big up here because there's a lot of Italians and Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think cream cheese might be the world's best food. I mean, it's... I a, agree. It's a fantastic food. Love cream Nothing cheese. Nothing is better than a block of Philadelphia cream cheese. Yes. I also... I still buy them in the block. That's the best kind. It is the best kind. And, like, I will... I prefer, like... Sm- I, as it smooth or soft cream cheese over the whipped, I prefer, like, the one that's, like... Kind yeah, of like buttery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, sp- the spread, spreadable kind. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that is amazing. Yes. Question number two, king for a day. What is your decree? Okay, so this is my hot take along the lines of your friend's hot take. Mm. And anyone who knows me already will not be surprised, but I may get a lot of heat for this. Mm. If I were king for a day, mm-hmm. for that day, we all have to admit Taylor Swift is not as talented as we think. Mm, okay. I have given her the college try. I respect and appreciate all she's done for, like, women and music and all that stuff. Don't think her songs are that great. I mean, they're not. But the point of Taylor Swift is not good music. It's empowerment and bops. But so many... But I know so many people... I mean, like, you are the... Like, and I agree with that. But you're the first person I know who hasn't been like, no, her songs are just arguably legitimately good. She has some, but I don't think sure. her discography is anything to write home about. The thing, uh, her career is something to write home about, right? But, like, her as an icon. Right. Right. So, like, she has some good songs, but I, I, I would agree. I mean, she's not everything that everyone's made her out to be in terms of her musicianship. Definitely. I love Claire so much right now. <laughs> but there's also... It's not hard to say that about a lot of people. True. Like, I think Ariana Grande is one of her contemporaries that is equally not as musically inclined. She is unbelievably talented and can sing like nobody's business, but does that make a good musician? No. That's a good point. Not necessarily. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, someone who is an excellent singer and musician, for me, is John Mayer. Oh, yeah. Like, somebody who, who... Obviously, Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift also write their own music. Right. But John Mayer writes his own music from a standpoint of... Good musicianship. Right. And like, I think. You can be a great songwriter without really being in touch with the mechanics of the music. And I think about like all the music that we listen to, like between you and I, like all these people who are not as famous as maybe Ariana or Taylor, whose like songwriting is just so much more meaningful to me. Like, like, Mag- this, like a Maggie, Maggie Rogers. Rogers. I was just about to say, this past yeah. year was the year of Maggie Rogers. Yeah. For me. Yeah. And it's like, I'm like glad that someone like her is getting her due. Now, um, see, I would make the same argument about Lizzo. Really? I think Lizzo stands for empowerment and positivity, and her flute playing is amazing. 
But I won't say that all of her songs are, are great, because they're not. Right, I don't think all of her songs are great, but I, overall, I like her discography and her songwriting more than, like, a Taylor Swift or an Ariana Grande. Right. So, and, like, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's my rule, and I'm glad that um, Claire, ha- like, at least kind of signs off on it, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that I'd make it my own decree, but Right, and, I, you, and you don't have to. Yeah, but I, well, I won't really get the chance, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but I will say that I understand where you're coming from. Oh, well, I feel seen, so thank you. This has been more therapeutic than my therapy this week. <laughs> I mean, it's it, honestly, Maggie Rogers is kind of an outlier because her album, there is not one bad song, one bad note, one bad lyric. It's like, yeah, uh, it is so rare to produce... To produce music like that. Right. Especially when you have a career as long as Taylor Swift's. Like, it's easy for Maggie Rogers because she only has one album and doesn't release singles. Taylor Swift has seven albums, you know? So right. it's like, and, and spans two different genres of music. Sometimes people would say three. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's easier to come after a person who has more songs to choose from because not all of them can be hits. It's true, but also, like, I feel like I can be sound in my opinion like having like watched all of that like i mean like yeah i'll see where i feel how i feel about maggie rogers in 10 years but like after like 10 years of taylor swift i'm like no i just just i mean we've had 15 years of taylor swift really yeah teardrops on my guitar came out when we were 13 or 14 holy crap yeah so like that's what i'm saying like her career stands for something completely different than right that's fair that's fair yeah okay um, question number three, what are you watching slash listening to? Well, I happen to be listening to a lot of Maggie Rogers this week. Um, <laughs> I would love if you said Taylor Swift. I would, like, could you imagine? Um, Excuse me. A little bit of everything in the music genres, like you can listen back to literally any episode that we've recorded in the past, and I'm listening to that music. But I'm also listening to um, What a Day from Crooked Media, which is like mm. their version of The Daily and like... Um, what a day yeah um, <laughs> it's their like um highlight uh news show and it's with Akilah hughes who's who i love and gideon resnick who's great um so check it out and i'm watching um oh shit what am i watching I, american horror story and uh a lot of reruns of blackish and mom on fx which have both been like really like wholesome and fun um yeah so those amazing those is Last person you texted that wasn't me. Um, friend of the show, Allie Trim. Oh, hey, Allie Trim. Hey, Allie Trim. Um, yeah. Bop Allie Trim. Bop Allie Trim, because it was today when we recorded her episode. Yes. Yeah. She's so sweet. She's wonderful. Question number five. One person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know, that you're going to wish well. I'm going to wish well my cousin Jillian. Hey, Jillian. Yeah, um, so Jillian is, um... I've known her all my life, um, and she's going to get married next year, and um, this past week was election week, and um, she came to me for, like, thoughts and um, opinions and stuff, and that meant a lot to me, um, and I'm really happy that we've been able to uh, grow closer over the past several years, and um, I'm excited to watch her get married. 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 Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together yeah. today. All right, you gonna quiz me, babe? Absolutely. Let's do it. Claire Manship. Ian Bodsky. The Womanship. I am the Womanship. What are you obsessed with this week? I am obsessed with a custom pop socket I ordered. Mmm. It has a photo 
of my grandparents on it. Aww. And they're so cute. Oh, guys, this is the most adorable photo. So I got the pop socket because here, here's the pop socket popping. I got the pop socket. I was actually very opposed to pop sockets for a long time because I think that they make phones look ugly. But I, my finger is really starting to hurt. My pinky is hurting from balancing my phone. So I got the pop socket so that I don't have to do that anymore. And I can still tippity tappity type like that. Um, but I went on PopSocket, and because I already have a pretty like designery phone case that looks like um, galactic marble, mm-hmm. I was concerned that all of the uh, that all the pop sockets wouldn't be the right color for the phone case I already had. And then when I went to the designer of the phone case, Velvet Caviar, which everybody should get a Velvet Caviar. I love them. How much was it? Uh, it's like eighteen ninety five. I think it's they've raised bad. them up to like twenty three. Um, but what I love about the phone case, plug for the phone case, is that it wraps the front edges of the phone. Which is important. It's amazing. It's so important. I mean, it's still, it's like pristine and I've had it a year. Um, so uh, I was worried that none of them would match. I went over to Velvet Caviar and the only things that they sell are the rings. And I didn't really want to put my finger through the ring. I wanted yeah. to be able to just like base the phone with my hand. So... I got the pop socket um, customized because none of the colors would have matched perfectly. And then I got this um, photo that I love so much. And it has my grandfather, the skipper, and my grandmom, um, Marguerite. Uh, And they are on the gangplank of my grandfather's ship when he he was captain. Aww. And look at his little captain uniform. He's so cute. that, That looks like a stock photo that you would like see everywhere like one of those like like one of those iconic like new york photos right yeah yeah and um and she's holding a pack of marlboros and it's so funny it's like in her bag and she has like a a flower lapel and a sun hat on it's just like oh it's so cute so anyway i'm popping my pop socket back into my phone and that is what i am obsessed with this week awesome i'm I'm obsessed um question number two yeah if you were queen for a day yeah and i know one day you will be um (laughs) what would be your decree i would decree that all water fountains put out vanilla coke Mm -hmm. yum Mm. have you tried the new flavors uh the orange the orange vanilla whatever yeah and there's also a cinnamon coke flavor Mm, yes I, i haven't tried them i heard about them they're really good maybe i'll try them at the movie theater that feels like the right place to try something crazy do it yeah highly recommend cinnamon i see a lot of movies yeah um cool yeah Question number three. Yeah. What are you watching and listening to this week? So I'm up to season six in Veep. Silicon Valley is back, so I'm watching that. Single Parents is back. Superstore, The Good Place. I'm keeping up with pretty much all my shows. I gave some tries to Almost Family and to um, Perfect Harmony, but they were not for me, but I gave them a good try. Yeah. Um, And at the movie theater recently, I have seen Harriet, and I saw Jexy, and I saw, I feel like there was one other, but um, basically I've seen, oh, Ad Astra. Mm. I've seen a lot of things recently, but I saw Harriet. It was very affecting. I saw it in a theater full of black people. And um, to say that I was the minority in the viewing would be a major understatement. There were very few white people there. And um, the experience was heightened because of it, even though Harriet isn't like a fantastic movie. Mm. Um, it's no roots, you know what I mean. Um, Did Ava DuVernay direct that one? No. Okay. No, no, no. Um, 
Ava DuVernay uh, from A Wrinkle in Time. No. Um, <laughs> of A Wrinkle in Time fame. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you my story about that movie? No. The sound on my TV on a flight once wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So before I, like, switched seats, <laughs> I watched someone watch that movie on the flight. <laughs> Oh so I didn't I didn't know anything that was going on. I just see like Oprah and Reese Witherspoon and these two children who like look like they're gonna grow up to be beautiful. Yeah. Like I, I just kinda see them running around and I'm like, oh that's 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 that's, that's in interesting. Time. That's in, that's a wrinkle in time. Yeah, it was funny because people were saying that it was a family movie, but it's not. It's children's movie. And when mm-hmm. I went to see it, it was definitely built for children. Right. Yeah. Um so that uh, that works. And then um, NPR Politics and Up First are now expanding their format, so I've been listening to a lot more podcasts. Wow. I've also been listening to NPR's White Lies about uh, a murder in Selma um, back in the day uh, after, the, after Bloody Sunday. And oh, um, wow. I have also been listening to um, Life is Short with Justin Long, and his interview series is so fantastic. One of my favorites was with Tony Hale, but he also mm. recently had on... Um, Emmanuel Shrieky and um, Amy Sedaris and uh, lots of wonderful people. Awesome. And so I just, I, I love that show. Cool. Yeah. Um, that was number three. Question number four. Yeah. Who was the last person you texted, aside from me? No cheating. It was my boss. And she was checking in about the plan for today. All right. All right. And finally, question number five, favorite question. One person, alive or dead, who you may or may not know, who you'd like to wish well this week? You said the name Gideon earlier, and so it had me thinking of um, Broadway actor and brand new to the cast of Little Shop of Horrors off-Broadway, Gideon Glick. Yes. I think Gideon Glick is one of the most talented, charming, handsome people in our business. I really loved what he did in Significant Other. Um, I just, I love him so much, and um, I really hope we get the chance to work together one day. What I'm, what I love about him is that like he's becoming like, um, like a Judy Greer type, where yes. he's just showing up everywhere. Yes, like he was in Ocean's Eight. So random. Yeah, I know. Like, and like on what was it? Maybe like Search Party, or it was either mm-hmm. Search Party or um. Something else. Game night. One of these movies. Yeah. And like a TBS show that I'm like, Gideon Glick is on this? Yeah. Yeah. Gideon Glick is so talented and um, really is his own thing. It's kind of hard to like pinpoint who he would be, but I do like that comparison that he's like a a dude Judy Greer. He's a Judy 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 Greer. Greer. Um, So anyway, I wish you well, Gideon Glick, and I really admire your work, and I hope one day we can work together. Same. Same. Okay, so Ian Brodsky, that was a great show. Yeah. Where can people find you on social media? You can find me at iBrodsky on Twitter and Instagram and at ianjbrodsky.com. Don't go to ianbrodsky.com. That is a lawyer in Chicago. Oh, drama. Yeah. Um, what about you, Claire? Where can people find you? At Womanship, Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok. At Claire Manship on Instagram, ClaireManship.com, Facebook.com, slash Julia Claire Manship. The show is at This Week's Thing, thisweeksthing at gmail.com, hashtag This Week's Thing. Make sure to like, comment, rate, and subscribe, um, especially on Apple Podcasts, please. Yes, and tell your friends. Tell you your dogs. You can always use a new listener. Please. And also, if your dogs want to listen, that, yeah. that could be a comfort to them. We have very soothing voices. Yes, we do, honey bunny. Yes. We do, yes. Smooth jazz, one hundred five point nine. Um, do we do bop bop? 
That got me. I don't know if you know this, but I'm great at scatting, not to brag. We are a Dapper Devil production at Dapper Devil Prod on Twitter, at Dapper Devil Productions on Instagram, DapperDevilProductions.com. Check out all of the shows and all of the content on our network. We love them all so much. So much. So much. And um, we love you. We love you. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was, was the thing, thing that, that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, everyone. Bye. We love you. That was a Dapper Devil production, say...